And good Saturday, everybody. It is Saturday, November 20th, 2010, and the year is almost over. Wow. I'm Alton Hughes. We'll get Patricia here in a bit, but first, here's her prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this wonderful station. Look after Kim as she is trying to get the auction together and let her navigate her headaches and everything this week for her to accomplish her goal. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Okay. Let's play a little, little intro of Fibber and we'll get Patricia really soon. Radio stations have birthdays like everybody else. And today we are celebrating ours, the 40th anniversary of broadcasting, entertainment, news, sports, and information to the people of the Pacific Coast from San Francisco. It was in 1922 that KNBC, then known as KPO, began program service. Many famous entertainers and many historic events were beamed out over the airways during our 40 years of broadcasting. In 1951, when the NBC radio network was celebrating its 25th anniversary, the then popular comedy team of Fibber McGee and Molly did a special broadcast that eavesdropped on some of the great shows of radio. Since then, Molly Jordan has passed on and Fibber is living in retirement in Encino, California. 12 years have slipped by since Fibber McGee and Molly's 25th anniversary salute to NBC. And that broadcast is in itself a collector's item. Tonight is one of the highlights of KNBC's 40th anniversary celebration. We will revive that famous broadcast of Fibber McGee and Molly, during which you will hear the voices of Joe Penner, Fred Allen, Ben Burney, W.C. Fields, Edgar Bergen, and Charlie McCarthy, and many, many other favorites from out of the past, starring Fibber McGee and Molly. Our silver jubilee, the 25th birthday of the National Broadcasting Company. Like any birthday, the birthday of NBC is a time for reflection and recollection. Were you listening to Ed Wynn at 9.30 on a Tuesday night in 1932? At 7 o'clock on a Wednesday evening in 1929, were you listening to Amos and Andy? Or were you listening to Rudy Valley's Great Variety Show at 8 o'clock on a Thursday evening in 1934? Ah, oh, these were great moments in the history of NBC, and ordinarily it would be impossible to relive them. But we are fortunate in having had with us for the past 20 years a man to whom nothing is impossible. I refer, of course, to the resident of 79 Wistful Vista, Molly's husband, Fibber McGee. As we look in on the McGees, Fibber is tinkering with his old 1926 super heterodyne radio set. He is, in fact, known as the biggest tinker in radio. Mrs. McGee makes a fairly safe statement. She says... It'll never work, McGee. What do you mean, it'll never work? My gosh, Molly. Let me get this straight again. Huh? You claim that you can fix this radio set so it'll tune in programs that were broadcast 20 years ago? 25 years ago, even. I'm rewiring it so I can tune it to different years instead of different stations, you see? No, I don't. Well, look, Tootsie, according to the McGee theory of radio Dianetics, which I'm the guy that thought it up, I claim that when you hear a broadcast once, that ain't necessarily the end of it, you see? It don't just disappear. In other words, old radio programs never die. I know one that dies every Tuesday night. Well, that ain't what I mean. I'm 
I mean, they're still out there, bouncing around in the air, waiting for somebody to tune them in again. And I'm the guy that can do it. What's our congressman's phone number? Why? Well, if there isn't a law against that, I'll help him write one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you change your mind when I get this baby working, Molly. We'll make a few more adjustments here. Get the king bolt tightened up a little bit. I'll be ready to try it and... You want to buy a duck? No, I'm not interested in any poultry, bud. I'm trying to... Hey, who said that? Why, I don't know, McGee. There's nobody here but us. Doggone it, turn off the radio, will you, Molly, while I work on this? Radio? Hey, the radio. It's working. You hear it, Molly? It works. Hush, listen. My goodness, it sounds like New Year's Eve, McGee. I wonder where that... Boy, oh boy, I told you I could make it work and... You nasty boy! McGee! That's Joe Penner. Why, he used to be one Listen. of... Listen. Elsa. Remember him? Ben Burney? Oh, yes. I used to love him. March of time. Everybody wants to get into the act. My God. Tony Wan. <laughs> oh, McGee, that's Jimmy Durante. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Durante. Boy, this is wonderful. Gee whiz, I can tune in any program I want. Hush a minute, hush. Let's listen to this one first. And we're here. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Walden. Happy Saturday, everybody. Saturday. Yeah, it is Saturday. Um, Walden, it's going to be Thanksgiving. How did that happen? Uh, the year's almost over. <laughs> no, this is just terrible. Um, oh, dear. I don't know what to do. I'm running out of year, and I didn't run out of things to do yet. So I guess I'll have to... Uh, it's like the budget deficit. I'll uh -huh. have to move it to next year because I have a time deficit right now. Uh -huh. How are you? How are you? I'm starting to wake up. I'm half asleep most of the day, but, you know, it's getting to be nighttime. And oh, I'm starting to you're allowed up. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm making a big sacrifice. And What are you sacrificing? I'm not letting you in the bracket football game right now. Oh, Walden. <laughs> oh, listen, I can't take phone calls, but boy, I can sure talk. Do you want to go look? No, no, no. Still, we still got no hour ago to the game, so we're, we're, we're good. Okay, you want to play the show now? <laughs> no, I'd rather be with you, Patricia. Oh, you are so good to me, Walden. Yeah. You. And, I want, and, and if you want to be with Patricia and I, we would love to have your company tonight. And it's pretty simple. You know, you can stay in your house. It's rainy here, it's cold, and it's 62. When I like to look in Florida, it's in the 80s, you know. It's the time when Florida beat California that time of the year in terms of weather. And probably ever, everywhere else in the country, we're all hunkering down for the winters. And if you're home, give us a call at 714-545-2071. If you're not home, you're on the road. <laughs> The same number will work. At if, you, seven, if you can't hear us, don't call. If you can't hear it, I, I recommend that you do call. <laughs> okay. We're, we're going to have a good time tonight, aren't we? Oh, sure. You know me. 714-545-2071. And the first person that calls wasn't a prize. You know what the prize is? What? They're the first caller tonight. Oh, we can do better than that. <laughs> sure we, can. We could. Okay. All right. Now, pick me. I have something to say. Pick me. Uh, I see. I see. Now, anybody else want to beat Patricia out when we look in the audience? 
You know, I don't see I, I don't see anybody else, Patricia. It's your it's, you have the table. You would bypass me? No. No. But I, I didn't want to be rude. This is going to be a long night, isn't it? <laughs> we will be here forever, people, and we will just keep on talking. We have a theme tonight. Just guess what our theme is. Hershey. Uh, Hershey here. Let me figure this out. Okay. 41 more days before the new year. That's our theme. Oh, no. No. It cannot be. Only 41 days? Well... Oh, it's the theme tonight is Thanksgiving. Because Thursday is Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Oh, yeah. Boy, do I have Thanksgiving information. Holy cow. You know, anybody can, um, if anybody can guess what Patricia's favorite meal of the year is, you might win a prize. You might. You might. You might not. But that's okay. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of maybes and maybe nots tonight. <laughs> So anyway, the question for our theme tonight is, tell us about Thanksgiving in your home when you were growing up, and what did you have for Thanksgiving dinner? Um, I've got some Thanksgiving foods from different years, like way back even into the 1800s, way, way back. I might even have a 1700s one, except I couldn't understand the ingredients that they were using in the 1700 and some odd year recipe so i might not have copied that one you know i what thought i thought you were going to ask i've got, got um thanksgiving trivia for tonight is that cool i thought you were going to ask the other question what other question you like white or dark say what you like white meat or dark meat yes you know that's what i thought you were going to ask the listeners no the answer is yes okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, ask me something else you, what do you like in your stuffing? Yeah, what do you like in your stuffing? Because, my goodness, yes. Yes. There are many different kinds of stuffing. There are stuffings that would have turned me off turkey for the rest of my life that I came across today. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awful stuff. So I've got trivia questions that relate to Thanksgiving. That's good. really good stuff. Good. And there's something that you would know the answer to, but I'm not going to ask you to give me the answer. That's not fair. That's not fair. I don't know very much. And you're not going to ask me the thing I don't know? I'm going to apologize for asking you last week's question because I was wrong. No, she's never wrong. I was wrong. She was I not. I asked you what Pat Novak's nickname was. We were talking about Jack Webb shows, and I asked you who he worked for and what his nickname was. And we talked about it, and it was the answer. My answer was the lion's eye, and he worked for Anthony J. Lyon. But it wasn't Pat Novak. It was the character Jeff Reagan, his similar one, who was the lion's eye. And I gave you bad marks because you didn't know the answer. So I failed. And well, no, I failed because I didn't ask the question <laughs> correctly. So you get credit for last week. You know that did happen. That did ha happen to me in junior high. What happened? In junior high, um, in California, what they do to have a um, a standard testing to, or efficiency, you know, in other words, to make sure you pass through high school, you have to pass. The basic math, basic English, basic, all the basic skill level. Uh -huh. And they start testing you in junior high. So you basically got six chances 
to pass it, you know, the two years in your junior high and the four years in high school. Well, you know, uh, English ain't my top priority, those of you who may or may not know. Especially if you look ain't, at my... Huh? Yeah, ain't. You know, that's another way my mom always tried to correct me. She said there's no word that says ain't, and I still use it anyway. Um, so, I took the test. Must have been my... Seventh or eighth, you know, in my junior high, and I thought I did okay, you know. And I came back, and the teacher said I failed. You know, so I wasn't gonna, you know, I, you know, I wasn't gonna pass. So, but about two weeks later, the assistant school principal called to apologize, and she said, "Actually, we gave you the wrong test. We gave you the advanced test, and you passed it." Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they graded me on the, they thought they gave me the normal like everybody else had, but they accidentally gave me the advance and I still passed it anyway. And it wasn't even your subject? No. This is not your favorite? This is not the thing that you were really eager to take two times in school? Right. Hmm. So, so there, so it happened, it have happened to me in the past. Poor baby. I know. <laughs> so we've got good stuff for tonight, and we need some phone calls for tonight. I also owe people some CDs from last week, and if Lucy is listening, I have finally finished putting together, and it turned into a DVD instead of a CD, of what I think are some of the world's worst radio shows that were ever perpetrated on our poor ears, and some of them are awful. And Some of them are just I, opinions. I, I, Other people will say, gee, there's nothing wrong with that one. But boy, there are some that are incontrovertible. I'm they still, are, in capital letters, dreadful. I'm still working on getting the interviews. I had a little Soundforge prompt this week, and I'm still trying to think to our buddy Larry Gaffman and get to the CD. So eventually, Lucy, you'll get the Sarah Karloff interview. Uh, oh, but, that's right, the yeah, Sarah Karloff yeah, interview, I'm, and I do have the one from 2000, so um, Lucy's DVD is just sitting here by the side because it wasn't all finished. Yeah. So I just finished the DVD with all of these terrible shows. I finished it, I don't know, when When did I send the email? Thursday night, I guess I finished it. And um, so I owe one to Nolan, and Lucy will get one, and if anyone answers a double whammy question tonight, and I've got some real honeys for Thanksgiving, and you would like the bomb show. I think I titled it some of the, some of the worst shows you will ever hear <laughs> or ever have heard. It was a double title. Uh, if you would like that, you may have it. Otherwise, you can take your pick, answer trivia, and if you are a first-time caller, you automatically get a CD, assuming that I put stamps on your envelopes, which are sitting side-by-side side with me. Um, so, 714-545-2071. Give us a call. Tell us about your Thanksgiving when you were kids, how your grandparents, perhaps, had Thanksgivings. Did you hear any stories about Thanksgiving? What did you have for Thanksgiving dinner? What kind of stuffing did you have? Uh, oh, so many different kinds of stuffing. There's sage stuffing and cornbread stuffing and stuffing stuffing. And I do have some recipes that will make you wince. <laughs> Actually, they're pretty good. Uh, they're a little scary, but um, 
know, because people did these in wood stove, wood burning ovens uh, and stoves, you know. Yeah. That's a lot of work. That's true. Uh-huh. That's true. Does anybody know what an undrawn turkey is? Undrawn turkey. It's an invisible turkey because nobody drew it. <laughs> it's very good. When I was looking up, I was trying to find it because two other recipes had undrawn turkey in them. One of them was a military recipe. Uh, uh, that's a good one, too. A military recipe from, I think it was World War Two. It might have been World War One. But they were talking about taking... 70 pounds of turkey, they're feeding, I don't know how many people, it didn't say how many how many soldiers it would feed, yeah. but it was 70 pounds of undrawn turkey or 50 pounds of, I think it said dressed turkey, I, I don't, there was another word that, that went with it, but undrawn turkey. So if anybody can help me know what undrawn turkey is, and when I was looking for it, I'm laughing at you, that's all that came up was um, the the pictures were undrawn because the kids didn't get to them. Those kinds of things. <laughs> but I finally found out what an undrawn turkey is. Now, so if you know what it is, give us a call at 714-545-2071. Now, does the dress turkey wear either a tux or a blue serge? I think it wears a skirt. <laughs> no, a turkey. Well, yeah, it could. There are girl turkeys and boy turkeys. Yeah, I get the wrong. I get the wrong. They, they cannot wear earrings, however. <laughs> seven one four five four five two zero seven one, our number, and we got lots to go cover. Cover, and you can give us a call now, or just wait till we go over a lot of station information. And we might start with that now. Um, tomorrow is the preview. For the Yesterday USA auction. It will start 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Don't know how long it's going to go. Um, and so I am basically have just kept Sunday night wide open. We're just going to see how long Bill and Kim going to go. So I, I'm planning not to have Dr. Mike on. And I don't really have anything planned. We'll just see... Um, when Bill and Kim get done, and then we'll just see if we're going to jump in or not. So tomorrow, just sort of play it by ear, because tomorrow it's a preview. Now, uh, as you notice, today's schedule and tomorrow's schedule are not up. Uh, Kim had a major choice what to update, and so she put her time in for the auction. Uh, and I think Bill went ahead and put together the programming for tomorrow. I mean, today probably will be tomorrow. And then, um, I think, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, I don't know if we've got a schedule for the week, we probably do. Uh, so everything just given for the auction. Now, let's go over the auction list. Uh, Kim is trying to get 30 lots up by tomorrow night. So after I looked uh, a couple of hours ago, she didn't have anything up. And she'll probably wait to the last minute, knowing her, the poor thing. Now, that's, that's a list of auction items that will appear on the YesterdayUSA.com website. And the auction preview tomorrow, even if there are items not posted on the website, when Bill 
does a preview. He's going to read on the air all of the items that are available for that, that will be available for bidding next week, and he will read them off on the air tomorrow. So you have an advance notice of what is available so far to consider bidding on next week. Amen. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, I'm glad you did. That's a good clarification. Now, when you see Kim's list tomorrow, if she doesn't get up tonight, it's going to be um, shotgun. It won't be at the... Traditionally, how she does it, she does it three lots per row. A red, white, and blue. Column one, column two, column three. But Kim likes to work on variety, and she's trying to put together packages. So it won't be a full uh, row. It will be maybe a, a red and a white in one row, or a blue and a red. It will be sporadic. Um, she will take next week to keep filling in the lots. She'll keep posting everybody's item as they come in. And so if you've already donated something and your surprise is not up there tomorrow, uh, really like the way Kim works. She generally tries to package things. So she tries to look for a neat package. She might take a book from somebody, some radio show from somewhere else, and make them like a combination set. So if you know you donated something and it's not up tomorrow, don't fret. It, it'll be up there. If it's uh, if it's in the house, it'll be up there. Um, so, but Kim will periodically going to update the thing throughout the week. Her goal to get it done a week from tonight. Um, the Also, if you, you still have time to send items in, uh, Anything that gets into the house by this coming Friday, Friday night, Kim will put it up on the website. If you miss the deadline, okay, send something in and Kim will use it for next year. You know, that's, she tried to make things work. Um, now, she noticed already, I noticed she's already got the, the raffle prizes up and look like the cash prizes this year. A $50 and a $25 cash prize. And let's see. She apologizes. She doesn't have last year's auction list up. Just to give you an idea what's available. She's just trying to get. She's got so many things in the hopper. She just didn't have time to take care of, of that part of the list. Can, can we hop back to raffle for a minute? Please do. If I'm understanding your use of the word raffle, it's the system that Bill uses so that when anyone, whoever wins an item, has the winning bid and goes home with the item that was bid on, he puts a chip with your name in a bucket. And the raffle items are ones that get given away at the end of the auction. He puts his hand in and says, okay, uh, for... The $50 gift certificate, it goes to, and he says the name. So if you win more than one item, your name goes in more than one time. But it is literally a raffle. Your name goes into a bucket, and somebody who is not associated just closes eyes, reaches in. We had Walden do it one year, and what did you do? I drew my own name. You drew it? <laughs> Nobody can accuse him of peeking. <laughs> so, uh, but and some... What? And I gave the price to Bill. So you're, oh, you're such a good person. Yeah. yeah. 
So you have an opportunity to win items that you bid on, and when you win them, you have an opportunity to win something else. So it really is a fun day, and tomorrow, as Walden said, Bill will read through the entire list of items that are going to be up for bid, and that means you can keep your ears perked up to listen for things that you'd like to bid on and you'd like to go home with. There are an awful lot of things in there that would great, be great stocking stuffers, Christmas gifts, things that you just want to run away and hide with because you want it for yourself. Uh, but as Walden was explaining, when Kim puts together items, there will be, I'll take number 17, for example, lot 17 will have... A has several items in it. So if you're bidding on 17 blue and there's one thing in there you really want and that's that's what your heart is set on, you're going to get a whole bunch of other things along with it. So um, there, there are just lots of good, fun surprises. And when Walden finishes, I'll tell you how I do it to try to keep everything organized and straight in my brain. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> um, my, my brain doesn't always be friends with me. But you survive anyway. Oh, I do. Yeah. I feel sorry for the people around me, but I do fine. <laughs> um, so Kim is battling a series of headaches. So don't expect everything up as quickly as she hoped to, just because she's trying to not put all-nighters in. What she's trying to do this time, and it'll be an interesting task if she does it, is try to pace herself, uh, get as much available, but not knock herself out for two days um so keep that in mind uh, so thank you give Kim a good prayer this week as she's going through this 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 structure uh that she put together um so that's gonna be this week now the auction itself will be a week from tomorrow it'll be at start at four o'clock eastern one o'clock pacific and traditionally, the first half hour or so is those of us who haven't sent in our credit card this week. In other words, if we pre-register, generally the way it's done, you get your item shipped out first. That that one can go to the post office. So if you want to make sure you order something, you want something, you want it to be the first one to go out the door, uh, call Bill this week uh, and Give him your credit card. If not, if you decide to wait and pay with cash or money, or that's fine. It's just it'll, it will go out when money is received. Um, I think Bill has it set up so that if you go to the website, you can enter your credit card number at the website and simply hit it without buying anything, you know, click on uh -huh. purchase now and, and you can turn it in that way or you could fax it to them. Right. And you can email it right. to them. And all good. And they and Kim, once they they run the charge, then she just gets rid of the, the information. You know, that's the way they operate uh, huh? down at 2001 Plymouth Rock Drive. Now, we're still looking for items right now. Um, if you 
see something, maybe you want to send a gift card. Maybe uh, just donate something. You, you can do it this week. And a lot of places are still, you should mail out Monday and Tuesday, they'll get there. And that would be helpful. Kim is looking for items, um, you know, just any anything you might be working on at the last minute. And you feel like you've missed out, don't think that. Just help the station out by sending down something very normal. Whatever the word won't try to say there, but that's okay. <laughs> but, you know, something small is great. If you want to donate something big, that's great. Uh, just remember, think of it being a good taste, and think of it being uh, mailable. In other words, something that can go out instead of, uh, you know, if it's going to be a car you're going to raffle off, I, I think it would be easier to drive it down. But, anyway. Um... So let me think what else we should go over this for this week. I think that's it. Now, the auction itself will run next Sunday, a week from tomorrow. It will start 4 o'clock Eastern Time, 1 o'clock Pacific, and it generally runs about 10 hours. So if you missed the first couple hours and you remember, tune in. Bill will still be going through it. And the later in the day it goes, sometimes the better bargains you find. Um... Sometime in the last hour or so, uh, you get the hardy souls like Patricia and I will hang around. And some people have spent their money early, and you can still pick some bargains. Um, so just think of that, that if you've missed the first two or three or four or five, six, seven, eight hours, it's still going to probably keep going. And if that's the case, I will not be on the, that Sunday the 28th because the, the auction will be going. Now... If you look on the website, and you click on the auction page, and you click on Kim's note, uh, she pretty much gave you the breakdown how much it costs right now to run Yesterday USA. And if you're interested in seeing how much it costs to run the station, and she broke it down to pretty much two categories for you. Uh, that way you can look at that, and, you know, right now... About seven fifty to eight hundred bucks a month or so, what we're looking at uh, to run Yesterday USA, and so keep that in mind. This is the major fundraiser for the station. Um, the goal is to hit four thousand dollars right now. Um, we we've been very blessed to get those numbers the last few years, but the economy struggles through. Uh, Bill's a warrior, and he's always been a warrior. Um, I'm not worried by nature, so it's interesting watching poor Bill. So if you're concerned about Bill's health, you know, help out. Um, so let's see, what else we can say about it? Can, Patricia, anything else you might have mentioned that I might have forgotten about the auction? Well, it didn't. I don't think you forgot anything about the auction. Um, I but it, it, can, it confused the dickens out of me to hear how this was going to be set up until I was able to actually see something that put it in some kind of an organized shape for me. Mm -hmm. So I hope Kim will at least be able to put up during the week the auction the way it was set up last year. Well, the same items, of course, won't be available, but it'll give people an idea of how the list of items is set up and what I do with it. 
Maybe we should talk. What I do with it? Maybe we ought to talk about the mechanics. How does it actually run? Well, yeah, we could do we, that. We, we could do. Um, generally, when Bill puts up the bot, the three auction, and you can call in, or if you're a member, you can bid in the chat room. So those are ways people who maybe never participate. That's how you and Bill run the clock, and once the bill run, it goes to the winning bid. So that's the only how one. Mm-hmm. And Patricia. And they will do the going, going, going. Going, going. So how do you get yourself organized for, for the, yeah. for, the for, for my poor little brain that has um, a disorganization challenge here, I go to the website and I copy and paste every single item, the entire auction page as Kim has it posted. And I paste it into a Word document. And I begin by deleting items that I know I would not bid on. I don't bid on sports items, for example, unless I'm looking for something special for somebody else. I'm not a sports person. Um, I wouldn't, I, I guess, they, is there going to be a BB gun this year? Most likely, because I, I went ahead and had five of them signed, so there should be another, there should be three more available, so there should be one, yes, this year there'll okay, be so a BB gun. so we're talking about a little beaver uh-huh. With, with three autographs, yeah. With autographs. It's not something that I would like, so I won't bid on that, so I'll delete it. So I just keep deleting until I get to a list of things that I think I would like to have. Now, I've got a budget. I know everybody else has a budget, and it's even tighter this year than it usually is. So I will really go through the decision-making process of, do you want to bid on this one, or do you really want to save it and bid on that one? Because if you win this one, you can't bid on that one. And I really go through a, a, a serious review here of the auction items. And when I'm finished, I have a collection of anywhere from 2 to 10 items, and it will be like number 10 blue. I will wait for that item to come up. Number 16 red, I'll wait for that item to come up, and I will bid on them. And if I don't get them, I cross them off. And if um, if I do get one, I mark that I want it, and that's what I'm going to be getting. And uh, then I'm going to have to <laughs> charge up my credit card and know that it's going to be on my credit card. But that's the, that's the only way that I can do it. Rather than reading the list each time a new item comes up, I have a short list of items that I know I want to bid on, and I can listen for them. So if there's a big break, if I'm going from item 3 to item 22, I know I'm going to have a break in the middle, so if I have to hurry up and do anything, I can do it at that time and then be back in time for lot number 22 to come up. So it's a matter of listening. You've got to listen. Tune in the station. It will be broadcast over the air. And the the only challenge, and all of us have the same challenge, so I, I don't think it should really be a challenge, um, is that there is always a delay. There is always a delay when the broadcast goes out over the air, and some people have a little bit more of a delay than others. So occasionally somebody will call in expecting that at the very last second they're going to get a bid in, and the bell will have already gone off. So uh, the, the secret is to get your bid in on time, get it in early, and if a bid does come in, the clock starts over again. So, um, you know, you, it, it's not a place to play games and say, okay, I'm going to jump in at the very last second and get a bid in because maybe you, you won't be able to do that. 
simply because of the delay, the, the on-air delay. You get uh, anywhere from a couple of seconds. Some person said the other day it was a full minute, which is a very long time. So just get your bids in there. You can call or get a password and get into the chat room. Make a contribution to the station. You get a password to get into the chat room, and the rest of us will be there and be listening and watching, and we'll just type in $5 red or $10 blue and uh, go home with some real treasures. Going to have some real bargains this year. Absolutely. I, I know... I know Patricia worked on stuff. I, I have at least 400 radio shows from high-quality sources down there. Uh, Frank donated some books. It, there, there's going to be some good stuff. And generally, it's always below market price. Kim is very... She does a very great job that even if you pay the minimum bid, you're getting a deal. You know, a lot of time... Um, what they what they get in is, is below what you can see on the internet if if you're looking at brand new stuff. Um, so just keep that in mind. And this is the way we keep the station going besides the normal monthly contribution that people make. And I know we appreciate your help. So we'll occasionally mention it throughout the night, but that's that's the run through. You know, if I uh, I told. When Kim called me, I told her we would talk about it here at the top of the show. And so we did. And we did. All right. And we'll mention it again later because it is an important part of the station. So, are we ready? Well, maybe we ought to talk about a few more stuff. Okay. Um, next Saturday, Patricia might be on a little later than normal. Um, I have an interview at the top of the show. It runs about an hour and ten uh, with Dwayne Kilstrup talking about his brand new book. And then after that, we'll run the monthly show from Colorado. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised Patricia will be on at 12.30. Might be as late as a, uh, uh, quarter, quarter, quarter to one, maybe one o'clock. So... I'm sorry, I'm just not going to come out and play that late. I know. I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. But, um, keep that in mind. And then, uh, what's today? Two weeks from tonight, we have a live guest. We will have Timmy from Lassie will be on with us. No joke? No joke. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So John Provost, who was Timmy of, of the TV show Lassie, will be with us. And I talked to him at conventions back in New Jersey. And he is known, he is a super, super nice guy. He's one of those. That if you just talk, he come up and just say, hi, how are you doing? He's one of those types of people. So you're going to, in two weeks from now, we're going to talk to somebody who's really super nice and had a great career. Uh, try to get Shirley Mitchell for this week, but she's out on a date. You know, I think that's pretty good. So she and I talked about trying to get her in the middle of December. And next Friday, we got a... Interesting show coming up. It's the uh, it's coming week, the 50th anniversary when all the shows on CBS went off the air, the daytime soap operas. And so I, I've already interviewed uh, Jim Cox, the authority on the daytime program. And we have three people who starred in those shows who are still around. So I interviewed Rosemary Rice, 
who we had Ian Dr. Malone. Um, Monday I'll interview Peg Lynch. It's the writer and star of Couple Next Door. And Terry King on Tuesday, the star of Second Miss Burton. So, so it should be an interesting time. And also we'll play the last two days of the program that were heard on the air. So there. That's all I got, Patricia. I can guess I can go to bed and let you run the rest of the show. Well, you can check on the football game. No. Because I've got lots to say here. We're not going to have any time for callers. We're not going to have any time for shows tonight. That's good. And if you check with us on Wednesday afternoon, we'll probably still be here. <laughs> so how was your week? My week was fine. Good. I was very busy with the auction stuff. I just never would have believed that um, there's, there's that much to do. But there is. And I did it. And I'm very happy. So, we need calls about Thanksgiving. What did you do when you were growing up? What did your family do? What did your grandparents do? What did your friends do? What did you eat? What kind of dinner was put out? Did you go to grandmother's house or did you stay home and have leftovers? What did you do with the leftovers? My mother used to kill a bird within an inch of its bones. <laughs> Just incredible what she could do with leftovers. So, maybe I will mention them later. But anyway, I have um, some great... Thanksgiving trivia questions. So let me go to some Thanksgiving trivia questions. This is good stuff. Now, I know you know most of these answers, so um, you're not eligible because you own all your own CDs, so you're not eligible. <laughs> but I might, at the end, we, we might have one for you. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have Walden's trivia question. Okay, so we'll start out with what year did the Pilgrims celebrate their first Thanksgiving? I know. I know you know. <laughs> I'm not going to let you answer it. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I can't prevent you, but I would be really upset and hang up if you did. <laughs> so, okay. And then the next one, what is maize? M-A-I-Z-E. Mm-hmm. Maize. What yep. is maize? And then I'll go through all of them, and then people could um, pick and choose. Okay, so we have what year did the Pilgrims celebrate their first Thanksgiving? What is maize, M-A-I-Z-E? What was the Plymouth Colony? And there's a multiple choice. I have two multiple choices, which are very easy. Um, I mean, it's it's easier when you know the answer is buried in there, except if I have 50-50. Whichever I pick, you pick the other because you'll you'll be the winner. I don't do well on multiple choices. Okay, multiple choice. Potatoes were not served at the first Thanksgiving with the Pilgrims. Why? A, they were not introduced into this country until the 1800s, or B, they were thought to be poisonous. That's a good question. Uh Uh-huh. Very good. All right. Now, here's another multiple choice. This one, I might get you on this one. I don't know. Who was the first president to officially proclaim a Thanksgiving day? Was it George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, or Franklin Delano Roosevelt? And then, I mean, I'm still going here. Should I go through the rest of them? Sure, why not? Oh, I'll do the whole thing. Why okay, not? where is Plymouth Rock? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Name one president who could claim to have Mayflower ancestry. Now, I know that's one that you would know the answer to, but all I'm asking for is one. Name one president who could claim to have Mayflower ancestry. I do. I know you do. You can tell about that. 
I have two more questions, and then you could tell about that. No, you go right ahead. Okay, the next question. Which state claims to have had the first Thanksgiving celebration or the first Thanksgiving day? And finally, which year did we celebrate two Thanksgivings in this country? 714-545-2071. Boy, are they good questions or what? They're I did my good. turkey homework. They're good. I did my turkey homework. Okay, you can tell about the Mayflower. Well, um, I am related to the Mayflower because finally, my mom finally got the uh, joined the Mayflower Society this past over a year ago, and so we know we've been related for many years. But the Mayflowers are known to be a sticker on genealogy, so you have to really prove everything down the line. So finally my mom uh, got a chance to work on it and other people helped her. And so I'm related to the first governor. And I'll, I'll read that out. It's a trivia question. Anybody know who's the first governor of the colony? You know, actually the Mayflower. So that's who my relationship uh, went down. And today with the uh, Mayflower Compact, where people who associated me got together and broke bread to the, together. And we're getting pretty close to an anniversary here, um, you know, when the, the pilgrims landed on, in the United States. So I'm hoping to go back when that happens. That'll be fun. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, that's a long-term goal. Okay, so don't give out any more Turkey Day information mm -hmm. because there might be some answers in there for people, and I've got all these great questions. Now, oh, I, I, I all can... these great questions. Somebody has to call and give me a great answer. Just one. Gosh, I wonder if Patricia did her other Thanksgiving homework. Which was? The other big thing that happened around Thanksgiving time. Like eating turkey? No. What? What? Oh, not football. Mm no. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. What? What? Well, well, you're you're from New York. What? 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 Turkey, turkey. Yeah, mm -hmm. lots of turkeys. I'm a turkey. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Help me! Help me here. What happens on New York City every Thanksgiving? Oh, for goodness sakes, the um, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yes. Of course. What about it? Well, I thought you have interesting facts for that. Well, I had I found a site, and it was a personal blog-type site that had I, I was gathering information for 1949, which is when our Thanksgiving, our Fibber McGee Thanksgiving show is from tonight. It's from Thanksgiving 1949, so I was squirreling around looking for 1949 information, and I found a couple of pictures that had. The um, big balloons, the floats mm -hmm. from 1949, and they they look like kids' balloons compared to what is floated along the way today. But there were some great backgrounds. There was a horn and hard art automat. Somebody has to call in. Oh, somebody did last week. Who called in last week and told us what an automat was? Was it Lucy? Uh huh. I think it was Lucy. Yeah. Uh, so we know what an automat was, oh, and there hey, were a couple okay. of movie marquees in the background. Um, some ads, billboard ads for sun-made raisins, and oh, there were a couple of others, familiar ones. There was Norway 
car oil, you know, the, the stuff that you put in your cars. I never heard of that product before. But there were a couple that, were, that are still around. So that was fun to look at the background, but the balloons were nothing to brag about. They had a, um, oh, a sausage doggy. What's a sausage doggy? Oh, help me. Dachshund. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't help me, Walt. <laughs> I didn't think of a sausage doggy. I was, I was a little lost. You know, oh, you know what a sausage doggy is. Uh, so it, it, those were them. They, they were really simple things. But you're right. I should have gotten some parade information. So well, when we, we're listening we, to the show, we, we, we can we, we'll go and find some parade information. So what what, fam- what famous movie what famous movie started out on Thanksgiving? That's a good trivia question for people. What? Well, I'm throwing it out for the listeners. What famous movie opened with a Thanksgiving theme? With a Thanksgiving theme? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, one of the big movies in 1949 was George Orwell's 1984, but mm-hmm. I don't think that was... No, no, this one's a bigger movie. It's a, cla- it's a timely holiday classic. Oh, The Miracle on 34th? Oh, gee, you gave it away. You, yeah. you, you... <laughs> oh, well, I thought you were asking me. No, I'm oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm glad you did. I take that back. No. I didn't, I didn't say Miracle on 34th Street, everybody. No. That's okay. Erase it. But the other thing that Patricia mentioned could trigger another um, thing. Did you know what show the Horner Hardest sponsored on radio? Oh, oh, oh. Yes. All right. Tell me. I think. All right. Horn and Hard Art Children's Hour. Very good, Patricia. Oh, oh, is this good or what? I've been in John Dunning. Now, I want you to name all the famous stars that got their start on that show. (laughs) Name one, Patricia. I don't know. No, but we'll leave that out for the audience. There's a a lot of famous people got their start in that. And Googling is okay. Yes. Just Google, Google. Google, Google. Don't even tell us. Call right. in with an answer. That's right, and so we'll help you out if you had to. If you know me, you know uh, you know somebody who I love very dearly got her start in that show. Anyway, um, seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Hello there, you're on with Patricia. Walden Ray, Chicago. Hey, how are you? Hey, in Chicago. I... How in the world are you? <laughs> Your 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 uh, discussion about Thanksgiving intrigues me. Uh huh. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because I was born on Thanksgiving. <gasps> oh my goodness! When is your birthday? Uh, well. Were you born on November twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth? I am going. I'm not going to tell you the exact day, because I want to answer. Uh, or I'm going to answer one of your questions. Oh, cool. Uh, and it's a question or it's a, a comment I make all the time around this time of the year. And that is, uh, you asked who made the official or what president made or declared Thanksgiving and all that. Yeah. Now, let, let, me, let me say this really carefully, okay? The question is, who was the first president to officially proclaim a Thanksgiving Day? George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, or Franklin Delano Roosevelt? Well, I'm going to say Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And if that's not the right answer, I'm going to tell you what he did do. 
Okay, you can tell me what he did do. It's not the right answer. <laughs> oh, it's right here. Okay. What he did do, however. What, what did he do? And it's because my birthday never falls on Thanksgiving anymore. On the 30th. He changed the date to be permanently the last Thursday of the month. Not quite. He did that in 1941. 1941, he declared what, Walden? That Thanksgiving would always fall on the fourth Thursday, or the last Thursday of the month. Oh, he said the fourth Thursday. The problem was... Patricia, choice falls. I beg your pardon? Choice falls. I don't understand. What's false? Your phone. Your phone's breaking up. Oh. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine, Ray. Can you hear me okay, Ray? I can hear I can hear Ray fine, but you're you're underwater right now, Patricia. Yeah, Patricia. Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, and I'm not underwater. No, you're good now. Yeah. You're good now. He's always good. I I, I turned away. Somebody's running a microwave in this neighborhood. <laughs> I swear, every time somebody makes dinner, my phone goes nuts. <laughs> okay, no, he did not declare that Thanksgiving would be on the last Thursday of November. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. I beg to differ. Bet you a nickel. I'll bet you an extra CD. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Walden, what did he declare? Well, I I, I haven't looked it up. Technically, we had and we had two separate Thanksgiving depending upon where you were in the country. Well, that was in 1939. We had two separate Thanksgivings. He actually declared that Thanksgiving would be on the fourth Thursday of every November. And that came about because once in a blue moon, I guess it's once every six or seven years, we have five Thursdays in November. So that when, it, when Thanksgiving fell on November 30th, there was no room for people to begin their Christmas shopping. So. Well, just 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 so I'm 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 still above water here. Isn't that what I said? No, you said the last Thursday. He declared the fourth Thursday. Oh, well, I said that first. I said the fourth. Well, then you can have two CDs. <laughs> You can have that. Yes, he, he did. Like, I, I go through that every year with somebody. I brag about it, you know. I mean, it gives me excuse to you know, remind people to give me Chris, uh, birthday presents. Yeah. Now, it is, it, so your birthday is on the... It's never... It, I mean, I can't closest, say it's fourth. It's not on the This is my other clue. Remember. The closest it ever gets is on the 22nd. Okay, well, oh gosh. Well, our Fibber McGee and Molly tonight is from November 22nd. So you're coming up, you're only two days away here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you get another celebration. Yeah. Well, it happens to be my favorite uh, holiday. And <laughs> I, I generally know stuff about Thanksgiving. Uh, so I'll answer another question. Okay. I'm going to do my best. Okay, would you like me uh, to ask me, or do you remember what they are? One about maize. Okay, what's maize? I'm almost positive it's corn. Well, you are 
almost positive correctly. Is porn. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, it's generally referred to as Indian corn. It had, um, this is what I'm reading now, everything on the Internet is true. Um, and Indian corn generally has different colored kernels in it, but it is corn. Yeah. You are absolutely correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So now when somebody asks you what Franklin Delano Roosevelt did, is it the last Thursday or the fourth Thursday? Well, I always, I said them both. I thought they were synonymous, but apparently they're not. I, I was wrong then, right? Well, well, no, you're kind of half, we'll, we'll share that one. I'll give you that one. That's a gimme. Um, it, it is almost always the last Thursday, but every, I can't, I can't recall, Walden, is it every six years, every seven years? can't be every seven years because we get a leap year in the middle there. Well, leap year is um, every, every ten, so it's probably most likely every seven years or so. Not every seven years, yeah. somewhere in that area. We get five Thursdays in November. So we would have wound up having Thanksgiving on November 30th if it was the last Thursday in November. Uh, every six or seven years, we would wind up with that. Indeed, in 1939, that's exactly what happened, and that's how we wound up celebrating Thanksgiving two times. Um, because the official was the last Thursday, Franklin Delano Roosevelt buckled to the pleas of the merchants and said, well, okay, the week before... We'll, we'll make that Thanksgiving, and it was not an official proclamation, so we wound up with two Thanksgivings that year in 1939. Hmm. I'm going to have to look that up. I want to be a little bit more accurate. Than... <laughs> when, <laughs> when, little... when you pick on people, yes, it was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And it was 1939. Uh, no, it was 1941 was the proclamation, but oh, okay. 1939 was when we had two Thanksgivings. Okay. All right, good. But that was not the correct answer for who was the first president to officially proclaim a Thanksgiving day. So that leaves two left, right? And I, I would think it then would be the father of our country. Who was? George Washington. George Washington, yes. George Washington was the first president to declare or proclaim a Thanksgiving day. Yes, and the first th Thanksgiving, I'm going to guess. Uh, Walden, when did they all come over on the Mayflower? 14, something or other, something or other? Uh, add, a, add two more hundred, 200 more years to that. 16 something? Uh-huh. You, now you're good. 16 something. Uh-huh. And, and I'll get, you got one out, one out of a hundred camp now. <laughs> Now, you know, uh, I thought Christopher Columbus uh, dis discovered America, uh, the Americas, in uh, 1450 or something like 1492. that. 1492. What was it? 1492. Oh, okay. But he didn't celebrate a Thanksgiving. No, no, I was trying to estimate. Uh, okay. So I would say 1450, uh, I'd say 100 years later. Add a little more. 200 years later? Well, 16-something. Ah, okay. Well, I was in the neighborhood. Yeah, you're in the neighborhood. By 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you had 2,000 to work from. That's not too bad. Okay, good. 
wonderful way of making somebody feel like they really know what they're talking about, <laughs> Patricia. <laughs> well, that's the, when, when Walden asks me a question, that's what I tell him. Well, gee, I was within a thousand. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a clue. Sometime, sometime in the next decade or so, we'll be celebrating the 400th anniversary. That's a pretty good clue. Okay. So that, that narrows it down for you. Yeah, but I, I think we should leave that for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll leave that one. Okay. What well, other you ones? Two more CDs. What would you like? Oh, well, you can, you can name what city they landed on. Uh, they actually didn't land on a city. They they, they their own. Are you talking about uh, the Mayflower? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think... Uh, that they 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 uh, landed in the islands uh, down there around uh, Cuba and and such. I gotta really study up on my history now. Now you have to go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have we have to cross the islands off. They really did come to America. And they really did land on what we know as American shores. I'll give a clue. What, it, and it wasn't on the West Coast. It wasn't on the West Coast. Yes. Let's hold on to these questions and see if anybody else has. All right. Around them. Cuba, Puerto Rico, uh, um, like, uh, see, I, I, you know something? I've really got to study my history now. I, I should check that we've, out. We've got... Um, we, we've got um, Christopher Columbus in there because he hit the islands. Ponce de Leon hit the islands. Um, who else hit the Leon islands? Was, uh, was Dylan was south. Uh, he, he Sir Francis around was Cape he Hall. the one looking for the, the youth, the uh, fountain of youth? That was yeah. Ponce de Leon. Sir Francis Drake in 1530. Francis Drake, yeah, that's yeah. another. Yeah. You know, I love history, but uh, that whole era escapes me now. Well... Now you've got a project for the whole week, Ray. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Mind you to ask all these questions again next year. I, I will. I'm going to save them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, what else was in there? Well, what else was in here? Okay, well, we, we skipped um, the, the year the Pilgrims had their first Thanksgiving. What movie, what movie started out with a Thanksgiving parade? Uh, what movie? Yeah. Uh... That was, uh, I could see it in my mind's eye now, let me think, uh, uh, the one about Santa Claus, yep. who, who uh, they thought he was crazy, what was the name of that? That's right, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay. It was not, the name wasn't, they thought Santa Claus was crazy. <laughs> that was not the name, Ray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one better than that. I got the sillies tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, that's great, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. They, actually, he was Chris Kringle in that one. It wasn't even Santa Claus. He was yes, Chris Kringle. And, uh, yeah, I always liked that movie. I look forward to seeing it. And I'm back. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get... Uh, thing, I'm trying to get the mother on the show. She's still oh, around. Mommy in there. Who was Ooh. the mom? The mother. Who? Who? Maureen O'Hare. Maureen O'Hare? Yeah. Maureen O'Hare. She oh, lives yeah. in Ireland, and I'm, I've am i been in touch with her people to see if we get on the show. 
Um, that was so sweet. Oh, yeah. What a neat lady. Yeah. yeah. She is but a neat lady. That be okay, so you knew what Nays was, and we finally got through some presidential information here. And we might as well give President Lincoln some credit. George Washington was the first president to declare a Thanksgiving. He set it aside. He set aside Thursday, November twenty-sixth, and I didn't write down the year. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, when did he take office, Walden? Seventeen. Lincoln. Seventeen seventy-six. Wait. Washington. Washington. Oh, oh well. Seventeen ninety-one. Ninety-two. No. Um. Uh, eight seventeen eighty-seven. Okay, because because the revolution ended in eighty-one, we signed the Declaration in eighty-three, and we had the turmoil because we were under Confederation. So I think it's seventeen eighty-seven. Well, I just found it, and it's 1789. 89, was, oh, close. Um, it said it was his first year in office that he signed this. Yeah. Anyhow, um, November... Uh, you know, I, I have to compliment Walden, because I was off by 100 years. Yeah, uh, well... By um, what, uh, two days? <laughs> yeah, right, we're getting close. Yeah. <laughs> well, 1789, November 26, 1789, he declared, in quotation marks, a day of public thanksgiving and prayer. That was the and that was an official presidential proclamation. Right. So that was the first Thanksgiving uh, proclamation by a president. And where where, uh, where, where where was he at that time? Where was he? It mm -hmm. should have been in New York. Oh, okay, good. I just wanted to make sure. And I'm all right. One for me. Yes. I want a CD, please. Yes, you got a CD. Uh, when did he? What year was that? 1789. 89. Okay, I want to use this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I have to ask you, uh, before I go to Abraham Lincoln here, <clears throat> excuse me, I sent to you in the email that was late that I had found in my draft folder, that included the names of all the little beavers plus a couple of links to the extender, the extension cord information that you were talking about. Did you get that? Yes, I, mean, I did. One, that's the one you replied to. I was I was wondering if you were you you were a little tardy in your homework, and then you came through like a champion. <laughs> okay, but you did get it because I uh, those things were at the bottom of the email. Absolutely, yes. Well, you did. Okay, and you got my very uh, uh, delighted to receive it. And uh, okay, well, you didn't mention it in a reply, and I thought maybe I had buried it and and. Um, it was not visible. Okay, so we got George Washington, November 26, 1789, was our first proclaimed Thanksgiving. It was the only one he ever did, but it was very nice of him to do it. Mm -hmm. Then on October 3rd... Did we have 18th, turkey that day? Say what? Did we have turkey that day? Didn't say. Oh, okay. Um, in New York, I don't know. Did they? Well, sure, in New York at that time, they'd have turkeys. Okay. They had turkeys all over the place. Okay, then on October 3rd, 1863, President Lincoln made the traditional Thanksgiving celebration a nationwide holiday to be commemorated each year, this says, the information I had, on the fourth Thursday of November. Then Franklin Roosevelt backed it up and said, second from the last, which occasionally meant it was that would be the third, the second, or third. And then they pressured him into 
doing it again, and it was the last Thursday, and it just got all screwed up. So thank you, President Roosevelt. We finally settled on the fourth Thursday of every November is our Thanksgiving. Now, what about what you just said earlier on the fifth? Right. Well, it, what happened was it, it went from the fourth to the last. For a while, we were celebrating Thanksgiving on the last Thursday. So now it's always the fourth. Now it's always the fourth Thursday. And that gives our merchants an opportunity to uh, get some extra Christmas buying done in there. It was, it was really interesting. Um, first Thanksgiving in office, it fell on November 30th. That was in 1933, the last day of the month. But they were talking about people who were really outraged at having Thanksgiving being changed around. And one of the people or one of the groups that was really upset were the calendar makers who made their calendars a couple of years in advance. Oh, isn't that interesting? I'll have to make that a little note, calendar. <laughs> I will send you this information. How about that? Oh, that would be great. Okay. Add to my uh, little uh, uh, storehouse of knowledge about my... Little collection of tidbits that you can drop at the turkey table. Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, cool. Okay. So now here's the big one. Are you ready? I'm ready. I owe you two CDs. And I have a question for you before you answer. Okay. You called in... Was it last week? Did you call in last week? Uh, I don't remember. Or the week before. Um, whichever. And I believe you were the one who asked about Corliss Archer. Corliss? When we were talking about Janice Waldo, did you ask about Corliss Archer, the show? I don't know that I did. I, 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 uh, I can't recall. Somebody did. Uh, when, did you call in and when we were talking about Janet Waldo, did you talk a little bit with us about Janet Waldo? Well, I do recall her, Janet Waldo. Uh-huh. Um, um, well, somebody mentioned Corliss Archer as a show that you never hear about or see. And, gosh, I've got this great surprise for whoever was asking. I found 12 Corliss Archer shows, and I thought it was you. But I well, you know, some uh, sometimes when Walden brings up these interesting little tidbits, uh -huh. and um, he's just full of them, isn't he? Yeah, and uh, but I, I just you know, just like you were mentioning Maureen O'Hara, I, I um, you know, I, uh, I'm very familiar with her and her work, and so that, that you know excites me to to think she's still around and the possibility of being on the show. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't recall for sure, to, to be honest well, with you. Well, then never mind, because I'm... I think he's thinking Columbus would have had the Mayflower. Columbus was, uh, he was the one who hit just the flower the itself. Flower, yeah, the flower. It gave, it gave the water a special fragrant taste. That's to exactly it. what it is. Mm -hmm. It's, it's uh, rose hips 
or um, there's a, a particular, let me see if I, I think I did save the name of the rose. Um, no, I didn't. Okay. Well, it is a rose actually soaked in water. 